Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. And I'm Stephen. And we find ourselves today in Revelation 20. Mm. And uh, once again, we're... we're um, we're culminating this book with these last few chapters, right? Um, and this chapter is is about Satan being bound. This is about uh, the great white judgment throne. Um, you know, we were talking beforehand about this. Oftentimes, you hear this chapter talking about the millennium. Yeah, uh, and some people think that a millennium is uh, something that's going to happen in the future yep. when Satan's going to be bound for a thousand years some people think we're in it now yeah, right now some people think it is a literal thousand years some people think it is symbolic yeah. uh and if, if, if someone put a gun to my head and said Stephen, what do you think um uh, my life would be short <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, i don't know i don't know what i can say is this is what i think uh everybody yeah. thinks in general <laughs> right but but it's but hard I, to draw a line i do think I do think that there's this idea that that we can still walk away with some of these big truths. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what are the big truths? The, the big truths are uh, Satan uh, cannot stand mm-hmm. against the Almighty God. He will be defeated. He will be defeated. I think another truth is that everyone whose names who are, are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life yeah. will be judged finally. Yeah. Uh, there's a second judgment here. Yeah. And... Uh, Goodness, I'm about to sneeze, so you talk. Uh, another big truth is that uh, <laughs> yeah. Christ is coming to reign. Like these, these forces are defeated finally. Yeah, and we, and we and, see that in verse 10, right? Right. Uh, the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night, forever and ever. Yeah. So this idea that. Uh, like the great white throne judgment is going to be Satan accusing us. He's like, no, no, he's 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 not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's otherwise occupied because uh, that happens. And then verse eleven it says, "Then I saw a great white throne, and the one seated on it." Talking about Christ. Mm-hmm. And earth and heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. Mm. I also saw the dead the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and the dead and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each one was judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, we're in the Christmas season, and I think it's important that we don't view this book as like Santa's naughty and nice list. Right. Uh, That's that's not the principle here. And the principle is who, who are the people whose hearts have been changed, who have resurrected from the dead, uh, who have submitted to Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then the rest, the work is one of outright rebellion, a, a continuation of their rebellion, right? Yeah. We're born in iniquity, and we stay there. And, th- and this is such a, I, th- I think it's a, it's a sobering chapter, right? Yeah. Because uh, I know I, I've had loved ones pass. Yeah. 
and I've known of others who've passed without Christ, and this this is hard. Oh yeah. Um. So I think it's good not it's good to not forget that, uh, and I think it's I think it's good to let that be fuel for the fire of sharing our faith. Yeah. Of like, man, we we realize we should be cast into the lake of fire. Yeah. Like that's everything we deserve. Right. Um, but by the grace of God, we'll escape it through the blood of the lamb. So, so what do we do? Well, we present ourselves pure and blameless like we talked about yesterday. But I think the other thing we do is, man, we, we, we've got to, we've got to share. Yeah. We share contend for the loss. We contend for the loss. I think too, you know, I, I remember an illustration, John Piper's talking about like, uh, this figurative mom who's praying and pleading with the Lord for her son. And she believes that God, um, unconditionally elects before the foundation of the world who will be his right that that uh he snatches them out of death <laughs> right mm-hmm. um she believes those doctrines as we believe but does that change her appeals to the lord for mercy upon her son well no mm-hmm. right we don't just say well if god is going to save him he's going to save him we're not going to do anything about it I think that's the wrong response. I think the right response is, uh, like you said, we contend for the loss. And how do we contend for the loss? Man, we pray for them. We we plead with the Lord to save them. Mm-hmm. We don't stop praying for them. But we also proclaim. We, we must be a people who share our faith and share our only hope in life and death. Well, and and part of that is is the doctrine of we do believe in a hell. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I think that is a that is a that is a doctrine that many people want to erase, erase, discontinue, think that it has no place in a modern world, um, or they just don't like it. Yeah, you know, and, and so I think that is that is a, a lot of where we are. I think, goodness, back in the day, there was a book called Love Wins, mm-hmm. where it's basically erasing the idea of, of yeah. hell. But I mean, hell is a reality that we see in the Bible. I've heard the teaching before that. Jesus talks more about hell than he does heaven. Yeah, true. Uh, that it's just this idea that no, this is a this is a reality. Yeah, and this is reality in the world and in the universe that God created. Mm. Um, and it's a sobering one. Yeah, absolutely. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. So I think you know the big application is, man, how are you praying for those that you know are perishing? Yeah. And how are you pursuing them with the gospel? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, one, of my, one of my grandfathers, I remember him telling me the story of how he came to know Christ, and he, you know, from my memory, he was at a revival service, went home, uh, went to the barn, and was like basically <laughs> crying out to God because he didn't want to go to hell. Yeah. Um, I I even heard people say, "Well, that's that's a bad motivation," and I'm like, "I, I don't know if it is. Yeah. It's a motivation." Yeah. Um. I remember I, I, I went to, I started going back to church and getting involved in church. Uh, never left church, but uh, I started, going, started getting serious yeah. uh, because they had a basketball court. Mm. And I got to play basketball before the church service. It was nasty. I'd come in all sweaty and disgusting. <laughs> um, but uh, my motivation was not to hear the word. You know, My motivation was for playing play basketball. basketball. Uh, but then you heard the word. But then I heard the word. That's right. Uh, I think is is hell a motivation? Yeah, I think hell can be a motivation. Yeah, for many. And God can God can use it 
to to redeem people. Mm. God can use it to motivate His people. Mm. Um, oh, you think about Second Corinthians seven, talks about you know worldly sorrow and godly sorrow, but the principle is God uses sorrow mm. yeah. <laughs> to move us uh, to repentance. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean when we when we see texts that talks specifically on judgment and final judgment. And that should create sorrow in us. Yeah, so, so so I think it's one of those things of like as as you meditate on this judgment today, as you meditate on the idea and the concept of of hell and the lake of fire, what does that motivate you to do? Yeah, um, and is that motivation a biblical motivation? Mm. So, because some people might be motivated to just be angry, you yeah, know, right. Uh, so I think I think that would be some just introspective questions to yeah, ask. Some helpful ones. All right. Well, that's the breathe in. Why don't I breathe out? Yeah. Heavenly Father, um, we believe you judging the world is is a good thing. That it will that it will take out corruption and wickedness and evil. Uh, but Lord, uh, man, it's still such a frightening thing as well. Uh, because we know that your wrath and your anger is great uh, and that those who are not found in you will be cast out. Lord, as we as we meditate on, on these truths, uh, may you lead us to righteousness. May you motivate us to strive for your kingdom. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Revelation 21.